Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for those that have taken time out of their schedule to come and worship with us today. Father, we just thank you just for a time of gathering. We ask that you will bless it all, and as we look into your word, that you will get the glory in all things. Father, we thank you just for this time of celebration, this day that we come together in order to lift up your name. We thank you for your spirit being present, and with your spirit comes hope, love, joy, and peace. We thank you for all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are now on our fourth and final episode of the series of Nehemiah, God Rebuilds Us. And we have gone through and looked at all the aspects of how Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, coincides or lines up with how we live our life and run this race of salvation. And so as we look at how God rebuilds us and how God allows us to go through things in order to validate him supporting and keeping us, we come to this last part. If you remember when we started off this series, we looked at how when we decide to turn and to follow God, how he begins to cause a process of rebuilding within us. And through that process, we've also discovered how there will be things that come up against us that try to prevent us from achieving what God has for us. So we talked about the whole process of prayer and how repentance causes us to go in a different direction. Then we talked about how, as you're going forward, how there will be things that come up against us, such as people trying to uh, dissuade you, trying to put you down, mocking you, trying to cause you to feel that you can't accomplish what God has set before you to accomplish. And as we looked at this, we've also discovered that there's scriptures that we can use to combat these strategies of the enemy to cause us to want to give up. And through this very thing, we can realize how God has given us the victory in all things. So we have to walk in, we have to live in, we have to be in the very presence of what God's word tells us. And one of the highlights that I want to bring out about this consequence and this contingency for uh, these strategies of the enemy is the most important one was to make sure that we had a dialogue with God, that we make sure that we spent time with God in prayer. And that prayer was not just us giving God a list of things that we thought he needed to do, but us taking time to listen to what God was saying to us so that we would know the direction that we should be going in. So it becomes this dialogue between us and God. Well, now we come to the end of this road, and we are looking at two or three final things to note. The first thing that I want to talk about today, we can find it in the fourth chapter of Nehemiah, round about the 15th verse. And we're going to go down to the 23rd verse. 
And in Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, starting at that 15th verse, it says that when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plans, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half healed the spears, bows, shields, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah. Who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. And each of the other builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. This is Nehemiah talking. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread. And we are separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work, and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes except uh, each kept his weapon at his right hand. And so what Nehemiah is bringing out, this next aspect that he's bringing out is they work together as a community in unity. They operated in the power of looking out for one another, that they all had this certain goal, this goal that they began to move forward in and operate in and act and react in, they moved in the power of that. It says that some did one part, some did another, some did the constructions, some others did the guarding, and what it did is caused the enemy not to be able to attack them at any time. And as they began to move forward in this, it talks about they did it such to the point that they wore, I know some of y'all not going to like this, but they, ne- they didn't even take time to change clothes. I know some of y'all that ha- never had to be involved in that would look at it as a very bad thing. But it's not a bad thing when you're focused on getting the mission done. And You don't know if at any time that the enemy may attack, so they made sure that they were always ready. They were operating in unity. Every part or every aspect of everything that they did was covered together. They had a plan. They moved forward in the confines of that plan. Wherever they heard the trumpet, they knew that's where they were going to go because that meant the enemy had came and they needed to fight against the enemy. If they didn't hear a trumpet, they continued on the work that they were doing at that moment so that they could get the wall built. Remember, the wall represented the security of the city. The wall represented the power of the city. And that's why it became so important for Nehemiah and the team to get it built And that's why it became very important for Sambalat and his folks to not allow it to be built. Because they didn't want Jerusalem to become reestablished in who they were. So that's why they were attacking them. That's why they were putting them down. Because they did not want them to become 
the mighty nation that they once were. And so as we look at how uh, Nehemiah had this set up, it says that he had teams established. And the teams were all dependent on one another. Even today, the Bible tells us that let's not consider ourselves separate from one another, but that we each depend upon one another in order to accomplish what God has set us out to do. And what has God set out for us to do? He said for us to go, therefore, preaching the gospel to all nations, teaching them and helping them to become equipped to become disciples of this message, teaching them to live a life and to honor the teachings of Jesus and so that we can operate at the level that Jesus operated at, so that we can live in the, in the manner that Jesus lived, so that we can reflect Jesus in everything that we do, operating in the power of unity. So the first thing as we look at this, we saw there was a time of repentance, a time of turning away. There was, then it became a time of defending against the attacks of the enemy. Now, we just looked at coming together and operating in unity as a cohesive group in order to accomplish the mission that God has for us. And where I want us to go now for this last little bit is going to be Nehemiah, the sixth chapter, two verses in the sixth chapter, the 15th. And the 16th verses. And it says in Nehemiah the 6th chapter. The 15th and 16th verses. Again the English Standard Version says it like this. It says. So the wall was finished. On the 25th day of the month of El. In 52 days. And when all the enemies heard of it. All the nations around us were afraid. And fell greatly in their own esteem. For they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. And so what ends up happening is, once you go through the process of repentance and turning and going in this new direction, once you start coming into understanding that the enemy is going to attack you and you have contingencies by which to stop him, then you start operating in this unity. The final thing is, Folks start recognizing that only God could do that in your life. Only God could make that happen. They built the whole wall of this city in 52 days. And it says that by them building this wall in this time period, it says that when the enemies heard of it, they realized that they couldn't beat them by themselves. That all the stuff that they said against the children of Israel, all the things that they tried to do to trip them up, had very little success. It had such little success that they began to feel bad. So what they tried to do in making the children of Israel feel bad, it actually fell upon them. Because they realized that they accomplished this work with the help of their God. And we have to realize that all throughout the history of the word of God that 
God has always showed up in such a way that caused the enemy to feel like they couldn't fight against him. If you remember in the book of Joshua, when the two spies went out to the city of Jericho, Rahab told him, said, listen, we've already heard about y'all. We heard about how your God opened up the, the, uh, the Jordan Sea so that you could not, so that you wouldn't even get wet, but walked across on dry ground. We heard how he has helped you to overcome other countries, other nations larger than you. We've heard all this. And the same with us today. If we walk in the power of God, the power of his might, as the Bible says, that we will realize that anything the enemy tries to bring against us, any situation that we go into, that God has already given us the victory. He has already caused us to be the conquerors. He's already caused us to be successful. He's already made us to sit in the place of authority as we deal with the situation. All this has already been done. The funny thing is, is that we have to wait for the enemy to realize that all of his efforts are going to come to naught. All of his pushback, all of his pushdown, all of his ability, to, all of his attempts at making us to not be successful only sets us up to be that more successful. And so when we understand whose we are, when we understand how we are walking in in, this, in all situations, that we have the victory. And that this victory is based upon our faith. And because our faith is our confidence that God is going to do what he said he's going to do, we can overcome all the works of our enemy. We talked about the first part being repentance, the second part being fighting against these, uh, these strategies of the enemy with the contingency that God has given us through his word. We have looked at how he has caused us to operate in the power of unity, togetherness. And finally we realized that even the folks that were against us will begin to speak for us. When we operate in the character of God. He says he will even make your enemies to be at rest or at peace with you. They don't want to, but they can't find any reason to continue to operate in the mentality that they had previously. It says in that 16th verse of Nehemiah 6, it says, and when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations were around, uh, around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. They began to feel bad within themselves that they tried to hold back the hand of God of operating for the people of Jerusalem. And they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. They will begin to celebrate God operating in your life. Haven't you heard how folks will say, you know, I would never believe in God like that, but because they believe they were able to accomplish this. 
your enemies will be even begin to declare God's goodness and his operation in your life. And this process continues as we continue to mature in Christ and who he is and all that he's doing in, of, and to us. So as you begin to go from one level of glory to another level of glory, from one level of faith to another level of faith, you will find out that this process continues to go on as you begin to grow that you find out that folks start setting up these strategies against you and then God sends folks to come alongside you and to operate in unity with you and then the people that were against you will begin to praise God with you for what he's done for you. And that's the thing that baffles my mind, that the very person that was talking bad about you, about you even trying it, at the end begins to celebrate with you like that was their idea. I've had folks I work for, I said, let's do it like this. They want to do it like this. I said, this is the best way to do it. No, it's not the best way to do it. We're going to do it my way. Then we do, do it the way that I said to do it. And they're like, oh, yes, you know, we came up with this good idea. And you're sitting there like, yeah, we. Yeah, okay. Bless the Lord. Yeah, we. All right, you're speaking French right now. But the thing is, we have to realize that this battle is not just about us. It's also about how we affect the ripple effects that we cause by us being children of God. I've never seen Jesus walk into a situation where he didn't change the environment. I've never seen Jesus interact with anybody that when he departed from their presence, they felt different. Now, our responsibility becomes, if we're Christ-like, is for us to begin to operate in that same mentality. Anyone that I interact with, I want them to feel better than when I first walked into their presence. Anyone that I have to assist with anything, I want to give them hope that they can accomplish what it is that they're seeking to accomplish. And as we do that, we begin to empower folks around us. Now, the thing is, just like with Sam Ballard and Tobias, some folks ain't going to like how you operate. So because they don't like how you operate, what they're going to do is they'll say if they stop you, then they can stop everybody else around you from being happy. But see, the funny thing about it is folks like being happy. And so when they try to come against you, even the folks that don't even... Uh, like the fact that what you're doing, they'll begin to defend you. They'll begin to fight for you. And just like the blind man that was healed on the Sabbath. And when they called him in, they said, do you know that this Jesus that you, uh, that healed you is a sinner? And the man said it like this. He said, all I know is, I don't know if you're a sinner. I don't know. What, all I know is I was blind. Now I can see. That's all I can tell you. And they got so mad at him for all he said was what Jesus had did in his life. They kicked him out of the church. Because when we operate in the principles that Jesus uh, has established, we actually cause folks to change how they interact with those around them. Because folks will simply try to do this to you. They try to put you in the container that they've always known that you've been in. They've always tried to put you in the category that they think they have the most control over you. 
But Jesus says that he came and he when he came, he came and gave us life. And that's an abundant life, which means it's a bigger life than what we've had before. And so as we look at this whole series of Nehemiah, God rebuilds us. We look at how God takes us and begins to cause us to grow, causes us to be bigger, better, stronger by going through the process of trusting that he's going to do everything that he said he was going to do. Trusting that he has set us out on this plan, has established us to go forward in this because he knows the direction for us to go. Think about this. That if the children of Israel would not have been there, that the folks would not have acted the way that they've acted. And then they would not have celebrated God the way that they had to celebrate God because they said only God could have helped them to build, rebuild this wall in 52 days even with us trying to stop them. And I bet you that stirred someone of the enemies to cause them to reorient themselves from how they were thinking. So living your life according to the precepts, the commandments, the direction of God will cause you to cause an effect that will affect others to recognize who God is, not only in your life, but in the situations, and may be the key to cause them to accept Christ as their Savior. So our encouraging word as we close today is this. Keep trusting in God. Keep doing what God has called for you to do. Know the contingencies that God has given you to overcome the strategies of the enemy, and you will have victory in every situation, on every hand, and you will be able to celebrate when God redeems others because he has used you for his glory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that you have a process by which not only are you able to cause us to be elevated in you, but you cause us to be an example of who you are in our lives, which will cause others to change their outlook on life. So we thank you, God, for doing this great work. We thank you for deeming us worthy to be used of you, that we can be vessels of honor, that you will place us in a position, God, that will cause others to see you in the fullness of who you are. And, Father, that you will use us, that you have faith and confidence in our abilities to, come, uh, to trust in you, that you can draw others to your kingdom. So, God, we thank you and we honor you for your word. And we declare that even now that it has fallen upon the good soil of our hearts and that it will gain great root. And, Father, as we have learned how to, to uh, turn away from the, our direction that we have gone previously to serve you, as we have learned strategies or uh, contingencies, God, to fight against the enemy's strategies, as we have learned to unify ourselves with other believers that we can go and fight together because two are better than one. And finally, God, that others, 
that the very folks that were coming against us will begin to celebrate who you are and what you've done for us. We thank you for this ability and this process. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.